Hey, greetings, everyone. Lieutenant Colonel Alan West here, and welcome to the Steadfast and Loyal Podcast. Greetings, I'm Lieutenant Colonel Alan West. In my career from the battlefield to Congress, honor and integrity have always been my compass. When it comes to building a precious metals portfolio for my family, I choose United Patriot Corps. Their commitment to honesty and transparency aligns with everything I stand for. They care about our great country and focus on serving patriots from all walks of life. They've teamed up with veterans of the precious metals market to create a new kind of gold dealer designed to serve the needs of a new type of gold buyer. And that's why I know I can trust them when it comes time to buy my gold and silver. If you value honesty and reliability as I do, then join me. Hey, greetings, everyone. Welcome back to the Steadfast and Loyal podcast. As you know, in this season, we've been talking to a lot of individuals that are out there running for Texas State House and other elected officials. Uh, we're seeing an unprecedented number of individuals that are running for elected office, especially in the Texas State House, some 50-some-odd, maybe 55 challengers to incumbents. And we decided to speak to another candidate who is running for Texas State House District number 30, and that is U.S. Army retired Vanessa F. Hicks Calloway. She is a born-again, Bible-believing Christian writer, counselor, and inspirational speaker from Victoria, Texas. Currently, Vanessa works for the state of Texas for the Texas Veterans Commission as a claims benefits advisor. Her military service included serving in several states and countries, as well as two Middle Eastern combat tours, Operation Iraqi Freedom and Operation Enduring Freedom, which is Afghanistan, resulting in her receiving several medals, awards, and recognitions to include the Bronze Star Medal. Vanessa's higher education includes a Bachelor's of Arts degree in Political Science from Sam Houston State University and a Master's degree in Human Resources from Central Michigan University. And she is also working on an Associate's degree from Liberty University in psychology and Christian counseling. Vanessa Hicks Calloway, thanks for joining us here at the Steadfast and Lowell podcast. You're very welcome, Alan. Thank you for allowing me to come on your great show. Ah, thanks so much. You know, you know no sucking up aloud, okay? <laughs> uh, let's talk about, you know, your time. You've come back home now. You've been there since you retired in Victoria, Texas. Tell us about your work with our veterans as a claims benefits advisor, because we still need to do a lot better with our veterans. 
Well, thank you, Alan. I certainly want to say this as far as my work for the state. I have to be careful about how far I go with that because I don't want to enter into a conflict of interest. But I would like to reference the veteran services I provided when I worked for the 27th Congressional uh, District Office back when I first retired from the military. And so as a veteran service officer working for the federal government, when I worked for the 27th Congressional District, my job was to handle congressional inquiries from veterans that felt that their appeals or that their claims or that their requests for status were stagnant. And so I really enjoyed doing that work at the federal level. So essentially the veteran would come in, we'd work the inquiry, the congressman's office made sure that we worked hard to get those veterans a timely answer. We didn't always get the answers we wanted, but I liked the fact that I engaged with it, did the best that I could, and we did have a lot of success stories through that effort. Let's talk about, you know, now you want to step back into the swimming pool, some would say the swamp, of politics. You had previously run for this Texas State House District when there was an incumbent, uh, State Representative Jenny Morrison. She has stepped down, so now we have an open seat. Tell us what has inspired you to want to run for the State House District again. Well, I'm inspired to run for the Texas House District 30 because I have a desire to serve. And I feel that the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the head of my life, has blessed me with a certain skill set. And a part of that skill set includes wanting to serve and wanting to help people with my degrees that you mentioned earlier, my master's degree in human resource management, political science degree, bachelor's. And I did since the time the bio came in, I have completed my associate degree in Christian psychology and also counseling. And so with that background, with that education, I know that I can be of service to the 30th district because I see a lot of issues right now and the elected legislature that they have right now, I think that they could benefit from having a person like myself to merge in with them and work with them with the background and with the experience that I have. So to answer your question in a nutshell, it's because my background, my experience, my desire to serve, and my desire to want to have another opportunity to use my skill set that made me a very successful officer in the military. I still have a lot to give. Well, let's talk about the, the Texas State House. When you talk about serving the people, it seems that the Texas State House has been serving their own special interests and self-interest more than anything else. And that's been reflective in a lot of the issues coming out of there as far as failure to pass uh, really constitutional conservative legislation. What do you see are the top issues in Texas right now, and especially for your state house district area? For my area, obviously, what's going on with the southern border, that's a real issue, especially even for those of us that live in the 30th district. As a matter of fact, Lizbeth Medina, a young 16-year-old girl that lived in Edna, Texas, was recently slaughtered by an illegal alien. So it's hit home here in the 30th district. If we don't get control of the southern border, we are going to see a lot more of activities that take place like that. And so we have a duty and a responsibility, even here in the 30th district, to play our part in making sure we secure that border. And I plan on doing that if I am elected as state representative by partnering with the Texas Department of Public Safety, also the Texas National Guard, and of course, Governor Greg Abbott, to make sure that we 
do what we can to get control of that southern border. And I do have some ideas. For example, I would like to put billboards, uh, messages, uh, bumper stickers. Businesses would also include these placards that state, you know what, we support Operation Lone Star. And if you come into the 30th district, you will not be welcome if you're trying to operate in this district and you are an illegal alien because we fully support Operation Lone Star. I mean, Alan, as you know, it's ridiculous. I've seen that you've gone to the border many times. Mm -hmm. The influx of the drugs, the sex trafficking, mm -hmm. the human trafficking, all of that is having a huge detriment on our economy, on our way of life, on our uh, communities. And so we, as hopefully soon to be as an elected official myself, we have a responsibility to the people of the 30th district to do everything we can to get that under control. You know, where you live in Victoria, Texas, this is right along the highway pipeline going into Houston. And Houston mm -hmm. is the number one city in the country for sex trafficking. Yes. I got to ask you, you know, the tough question, would you be for uh, not allowing illegal immigrants here in the, in the state of Texas to have in-state tuition and a lot of the free benefits that are provided to them? Would you vote to make sure that goes away? Oh, absolutely. I would vote to make sure that goes away. Because when you look, I mean, as far as the federal level is concerned, I mean, we are, you know, several trillion dollars in debt. And I know that the Texas state of Texas, we're enjoying a $35 billion surplus. But guess what? Those are our tax, do tax dollars that we worked hard to build that rainy day fund. And it would be absolutely ridiculous if we allowed in-state tuition for individuals that are not operating in this country legally. To me, that is doing a disservice to the taxpayers of the state of Texas. So as a state representative, you better believe it. I would vote against that. Absolutely not. No way. You know, one of the things that I've had a point of contention with the governor here about, uh, because the Texas state constitution says that he's, Article 4, Section 7, he's supposed to repel invasions. What's your perspective on this whole thing about putting folks on buses and sending them, you know, deeper into the interior of the United States of America? I don't think it goes far enough. I think that they need to be completely removed, not just New York. Keep heading, keep heading out and send them back to their country of origin. So yeah. I, I see it as a step in the right direction, removing them from our great state, but it doesn't go far enough. They need to be sent right back to their country of origin. They need to get in line and come in through the proper ports of entry and come into this country legally. And I think that the governor, and you did a great job of pointing this out, Alan, does have some authority to make sure that happens. So I got it with the whole pushing them to Chicago and to New York, et cetera. That's great, but it doesn't go far enough. They need to be moved completely out of this country. Yeah, because one of the things that a lot of folks don't understand, I think we're up to a little over 100,000 of these people we put on buses. That's three to $5,000 each individual. Well, it's the Texas taxpayer that's been paying for this. And Absolutely. as you being a steward of the, uh, of the dollar, and you just talked about the $35 billion of surplus, uh, I don't think that we should be using Texas, Texas taxpayer dollars to bust people deeper into this country. And that leads me to another question, property taxes. Uh, I'm sure that's an issue down there. I find it very incredible that here in the state of Texas, you can pay off your mortgage and everything, but you can never own your home. What is your solution? What would you do as a member of the Texas State House to rectify this situation with, uh, with property tax, real property tax relief? Yes. One of the things I would do is align myself with the governor's initiative. The governor did state that he would like to completely eradicate the property tax. And I believe that it can be done. 
And when people say, oh, wow, you know, it's impossible, it can't be done, we won't have enough revenue, I completely disagree with that. Because when you look at what the blue states have done, they have their own constituents, their own people flooding into the state of Texas. As a result of that, that's going to mean that those individuals will be spending more money, they'll be buying more things, which will increase revenue from sales taxes. And so I believe with our oil and gas revenue that we're already getting, if we get Biden out of office, if we get President Trump back in office, our oil and gas revenue will continue to go and hit an all new high. So we can use revenue from that resource, revenue from the sales tax, the increases, like I said, because of those individuals flooding in from the blue states. And I think that if we incrementally move towards eradicating the property tax, by, for example, starting with our senior citizens. I understand that our senior citizens have a locked-in rate, but I think we can do better, Alan, because my mom, I lost her in 2022, but one of the things that she discussed prior to her going on to receive her crown and glory, she talked about being taxed. My mother, at 96 years old, was talking about paying her property tax. And I just think, Alan, we as a state, the great state of Texas, with a $35 billion surplus, we can do better towards our senior citizens. So that's one of the ways that I would like to completely eventually eradicate the property tax. And so you just have to commit to it. And I think the last legislature, the 88th legislature, they did okay. I mean, they came up with an exemption of $100,000 worth of our property. That's a good step forward. However, it depends upon how you really do the math. You really don't come out as ahead as we would like to have. Yeah. My husband and I, we pay taxes on three properties in the state of Texas. So we're looking for some relief. It's a step yeah. in the right direction, but obviously we need to do more. If they make me a state representative, that is something I'll be working very hard on because I consider it a challenge. It's a liberty issue. And, and I just want everyone to, to understand that you're not talking about, you know, an income tax. You're talking about a consumption-based no. tax. And that's a key thing. Uh, Thank because you. here in Texas, we don't have an income tax. So correct. folks just no want to way. get that correct. No income tax. And, and you brought up a great point. You talked about the oil and gas industry, and you're not far away from Houston, Texas, which is the, the center point of it. We just recently saw the Biden administration uh, put a kibosh on liquefied natural gas exports. And of course, just on the other side of uh, Houston is Port Arthur, Texas, the number one export of liquefied natural gas. And now we hear that the Democrats up there in Congress are talking about getting Texas off of its own grid and bringing it into the American grid. What would you, as a member of the Texas State House, do to make sure that Texas did not lose its energy uh, independence and uh, be forced to come off its own grid? And how can we regenerate our oil and gas industry? Well, one of the things I would do is I would get with the oil industry, those titans and the oil industry and the gas industry in the state of Texas and get them to um, lobby against such action from the federal government. And I would also make sure that I align myself with committees, try to push forth legislation to protect our great state against any movement like that from the federal government. I see it as way overreach by our federal government. And so I would also try to leverage the fact that, you know what, we do have a 10th amendment. We do have independent states rights. 
And so whatever authority that the 10th Amendment gives us to fight against that, that's something else I would leverage. But I would push back very, very hard. And I believe that the great people of the state of Texas would say, absolutely not. We will not stand for that. And so also, I think it should be made into a presidential campaign issue to where if we could get support even at the highest level based on the precedent that's been set with the great state of Texas and how well we have done with oil and gas, it would be a shame to circumvent that to get us off that pathway into continued success with oil and gas. I mean, that's a part of our personality for the great state of Texas. We cannot give up on that. And I, as a state representative, would fight tooth and nail to make sure that did not happen. Well, you brought up the 10th Amendment. You know, all of those powers are not specifically delegated to the federal government or reserved to the states and to the people. And we just recently heard President Biden talking about how he would federalize the Texas National Guard to basically violate their uh, you know, oath to support and defend the Constitution and be part of an open borders agenda and allow people illegally into the country. What would you stand for? What would you do with your experience as a veteran and, and understanding the military to make sure that maybe we could pass legislation that restricts the federal government from coming in and usurping our National Guard for non-constitutional purposes? What would you seek to do to, to rectify that? Right. Alan, that is a great question. I know, you know, you and I, with our backgrounds, especially with uh, supporting Operation Iraqi Freedom, we know what it would take in order to have a federalized military try to enter in and take over in the state of Texas. One of the things I would do is try to convince the American people that the Texas National Guard, guess what, we've got this. We are doing what we need to do to maintain security at the border. I would look at it and push back on it from the standpoint of we don't need your help. We are fully established. We have the manning. We have the personnel. We have what we need. We do not need the federal government to oversee or to step in or try to take over. So it would be a common sense approach to me stating that we have the equipment, we have the personnel, we have the funds, federal government. What is your justification to waste federal tax dollars to try to come in and circumvent what the state of Texas is already doing? The other thing I would recommend is this. We need to make sure that our governor, Governor Abbott, who doesn't have combat experience, what I believe he needs to do is to take a tempered approach, basically almost tread water, for lack of a better way to describe it, until we can get President Trump back into office. Once we get President Trump back into office, President Trump is the solution to what's going on along the southern border. So we need to proceed with caution. We need to make sure that we don't overescalate this situation and make the Biden administration feel they've got to bring in the federal government. So that's really two fronts. One, we need to be even killed. Don't overestimate. Don't make too many bold moves. Continue what we're doing. And to also push back, convince the federal government, we've got this. We really don't need your help to come down here and try to federalize and take over what's happening in the state of Texas. Well, uh I think that the Biden administration has already escalated this thing beyond imagine when you talk about eight to yeah. nine to 10 million people coming in. And mm -hmm. the governor of the state does have the constitutional authority at the federal federal constitution, also state constitution, 
to shut this border down and start repelling people. And, and I, what I'm talking about is in between the ports of entry. But mm -hmm. we cannot continue to allow the, the pass-through of all of these people illegally here because, as you articulated, the drug trafficking, human and sex trafficking, and now the terrorist trafficking mm -hmm. aspect we're yes. creating a very, very bad national security stance. Now, this is an, an open primary. Uh, you have several other individuals that are running for the primary. What is the reason why Vanessa Hicks Calloway stands out in this open primary? Well, Alan, I am the right choice at the right time for the right future for Texas District 30. I grew up right here, born and raised in the 30th District in Victoria, Texas. I grew up in a fatherless home. My mother, however, was a very, very strong person, still Magnolia Iron Maiden. She raised us with an iron fist and a velvet glove. She taught me the value of education and hard work. So no one is going to outwork me. And so I believe I have the education background. We've already talked about the degrees that I have. I also served honorably. I understand exactly what service is, as you do, Alan. I served honorably for 26 years, supported two combat zones, Operation Iraqi Freedom, Operation Enduring Freedom, resulting in me actually receiving the Bronze Star. So I have a track record of indicating that I understand service, I'm dedicated, I'm committed, and I can do that. I've been married very successfully for the last 27 years to Jason Calloway, married myself a Texan, married myself a veteran, and guess what? He helps me take my boots off at night. I help him take his boots off at night. And we have two wonderful sons. We have Eric and Edward. My son, Eric, is a graduate also of Sam Houston State University, like I am. This kid's 24 years old. He's out killing it, dragging it home. He has his own master's degree. So my husband has a master's degree. I have a master's degree. He does. I'm saying all this to say that we believe in higher education. So when you bring in a candidate, if you want to have a state representative, you want someone that has the education and the background to do the job. In addition to that, after retiring from the military, I actually worked in the Republican Party. I'm not one of these candidates that just shows up and says, oh, hey, party, support me. Well, where have you been when we were knocking doors and making phone calls and putting out signs? I did all that for the Republican Party and still do. I worked as a precinct chair elected precinct chair for three years in a row. Then I was the secretary for the VGOP. I am a state delegate. I'm a county delegate. I also led the fight here in South Central Texas to support Senator Ted Cruz on his election bid in 2018. It was a tough race going against Beto O'Rourke, but he gave me the honor of leading that fight in the South Central region of Texas. So I've got that experience. And I said earlier, I've worked for a congressional district field representative, constituent liaison. I had to work with the state representative in that role when I worked for the federal government. So I understand exactly what it takes to run a state representative office. I've literally been there and done that in supporting um, constituents. In addition to that, I'm also a two-time governor appointee. Governor Greg Abbott appointed me, Vanessa Hicks Calloway, to the Texas Medical Board, and he also um, appointed me to be on the Cardiovascular Disease and Stroke Prevention Council. So I'm a two-time governor appointee. So if they're looking for someone that has the background, has the experience, has done the hard work, you're definitely, you're gonna consider, you're gonna choose Vanessa. I am the right choice at the right time for the right future for Texas District 30. What is the reason why this state house district is important? to everyone in Texas and everyone outside of Texas. That's the answer that I want you to give to the audience of this podcast. Yes, thank you, Alan. The 30th district is very important because we are a rural area. 
so we have a big push for uh, oil and gas, farming, agriculture, all of that. We are what I consider to be a strong personality of what it means to be a Texan. And so as a state representative, what I want to do is support school vouchers so that we can use that initiative to also allow students leaving the high school who want to go into agriculture, who want to go into becoming plumbers, electricians, et cetera, they will have a voucher system in place that will lead them into the kinds of jobs that exist already in the 30th district. The 30th district also has a very robust economy. And so you need someone like myself that understands that and wants to support that. I know that there are a lot of wealthy people. There's a lot of wealth in the 30th district, and they seem to have a concern about who they bring in as the next state representative. Well, I enjoy success. I'm all about the Declaration of Independence, the pursuit of happiness. I want to see these big business owners. I want to see these farmers, these ranchers and oil and gas industry. I want to see them continue to pursue happiness economically and enjoy the great GDP that we have in the state of Texas. I'm this type of state representative. I'm, if I'm blessed to be elected. I'm not going to stand in the way of that. I have an understanding of that. And I believe that there are some concerns. Well, you know, how will she operate as it relates to the economy? There's no way I would stand in the way of economic prowess and growth. I would be a big supporter of that. As a matter of fact, when I worked for the 27th Congressional District, we were required to go to the Victoria Economic Development Council meeting every Tuesday morning at 0730. So I got a front row seat into some of the economic concerns that were going on right here in Victoria, Texas. So I just want to reassure voters that, oh, yes, I'm all about safe communities, strong communities, job growth, economic prowess. That's what I'm all about. And so I'm hoping that the voters will give me an opportunity and go to my website, VanessaHicksCalloway.com, so you can learn more about what it is I would like to do for the 30th district. But the 30th district, in my opinion, is the center of the universe. That's how important the 30th district is to me. Great. We have great Americans. However, the 30th district, I consider us to be super Americans. And so if you elect me as your state representative, I'll work hard and I will represent you very well, voters. Well, retired Army Lieutenant Colonel Vanessa Hicks Calloway, someone that has been very supportive of my endeavors, someone that I consider a warrior sister, uh, fellow Army soldier. I am honored that you would step up again and continue to seek out service to this country, not in the camouflage uniform, but in the civilian uniform, because I think we do need more men and women who have taken an oath to support and defend the Constitution to continue that service uh, in elected office as well. So I know that you're going to do great, and I would just encourage people down there in uh, State House District 30 to you know, look up and provide your support to Vanessa. She is a strong person. She has a strong personality, and I think that she'll work hard for you. So, again, your website so that people can check you out and support you. Yes, my website is VanessaHicksCalloway.com. All right, VanessaHicksCalloway.com. And, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much for being with us on this episode of Steadfast and Lawyer. And I think it's so important you understand that 
So goes Texas, so goes the nation. That's why I wrote the book, Hold Texas, Hold the Nation. And we have got to have strong individuals in the Texas State House and the Texas State Senate to make sure that we push back against the intrusive, onerous nature of a tyrannical federal government right now. And we've got to do those things to protect the Lone Star State and all of the great agricultural, oil, oil and gas industry that we have here. So if you enjoyed this podcast, if you enjoyed the interview with Vanessa Hicks-Calloway, please click the like button and share it with others. And until next time, remain steadfast and loyal. Before they burn it down.